the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. 632 Bruce Hooley Show. This is an amazing story. An amazing story. I cannot imagine uh, the desperation of having a child abducted and stolen from you. Uh, Only one time uh, in our marriage uh, did my wife and I have a um, lack of clarity on where one of our kids was for um, more than, you know, 30 seconds. And it was terrifying. Uh, we forgot that a friend was coming by to uh, pick one of them up and take them somewhere. And so they were safe the entire time. We just didn't know it. It was terrifying. Uh, story out of Hong Kong. A two-year-old boy was abducted in 1997 in eastern China. Now, you got to remember, in China, they have restricted... births to one child per family for a long, long time. And, um, you know, the sad truth of it is that uh, young girls in China have been devalued, uh, put up for adoption, discarded, uh, trafficked, because most families, if they had one child, they they wanted a male child to continue the name. So boys, uh, particularly baby boys, were often kidnapped. And China has a horrible record of uh, protecting <clears throat> its uh, its children. So this young man at age two was taken from his parents. And again, the desperation um, is amazing. But the father uh, just would not take no for an answer on uh, not finding his son. He spent 20 for years traversing China on a motorcycle, pursuing leads, passing out pictures, um, pursuing every possible avenue he could to find his son. The police never closed the case. Um, Because he was two years old, they had uh, clothing and other things that had his DNA on it. This became the topic of a 2015 movie, Lost and Love. Aaron, I've never heard of that movie, Lost and Love. Have you ever heard of that movie? I have not. No, 2015. So I have, I've not seen it. So 2015, they, they had not found this young man. Uh, the father could not find him. He traveled 310,000 miles over the intervening 24 years, used up all of his savings, racked up staggering debts. Uh, Then, 
because over a course of 24 years, technology improves, DNA testing improves, facial recognition technology improves. China's Minister of Public Security found a potential match, and when they tracked the man down, DNA testing confirmed it was indeed the missing boy. Uh, Wow, I just cannot imagine. And they were uh, united, reunited over the weekend. Reunited over the weekend. So, wow, 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 what a story. In a day of, um, you know, threatening headlines out of Washington, where our own government is... um, open with its own uh, attacks on free speech and access to information, and it's um, scary policing of Facebook and the free exchange of information. Uh, That is a bright, bright, bright light to sustain us. Uh, Speaking of those uh, Jen Psaki comments today at the White House where, you know, I don't know if she's too stupid or just too confident in their ability to be totalitarian and authoritarian. Uh, She said this. This is how open they are now, that they are not going to allow you free access to information. They are going to uh, ratchet up the pressure on Facebook to not even allow you to evaluate information and make your decision on your own. This is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with. Uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. Yeah, the practice of increasing disinformation research and labeling some information trusted and other information untrustworthy and thus unwarranted for you to see it is what they do under regimes managed by Vladimir Putin, Fidel Castro, and Chairman Xi Jinping. And Kim Jong-un. American presidents don't do that. And American presidential press secretaries don't brag about that. But Jen Psaki sure did today. We uh, have proposed they promote quality information sources in their feed algorithm. Facebook has repeatedly shown that they have the leverage to promote quality information. We've seen them effectively do this um, in their algorithm over low-quality information, and they've chosen not to use it in this case, and that's certainly an area that would have an impact. So these are uh, certainly the proposals. Uh, We engage with them regularly, and they certainly understand what our asks are. So they're ordering Facebook around. I'm, I am, uh, I'm going to go out on a very strong limb here and say that will be Tucker Carlson's monologue tonight at 8 o'clock. I would imagine it will be uh, the lead story on Fox in every show tonight. Yeah, the other network. Just totally ignore it. Uh, as you might imagine, uh, free-thinking journalists are not putting up with this. Glenn Greenwald is a guy who I don't think I share anything. On the intersectionality scale with Glenn Greenwald, um, He's very liberal. He's uh, not heterosexual. Uh, but he's a, what's the word Megan Kelly uses all the time? He's an honest broker. I think Glenn Greenwald is an honest broker of information. Uh, here are some of his uh, comments on it today. Glenn Greenwald, uh, this is a guy who at least has principles and stands on the First Amendment. He founded, what was that organization that he founded? And he left 
because he said they were censoring his own information, the guy who founded it. He says, if you don't find it deeply disturbing that that the White House is flagging Internet content that they deem problematic, so Facebook removes it, then you are definitionally an authoritarian. No other information is needed about you to know that. This is the union of corporate and state power, one of the classic hallmarks of fascism from people who spent five years babbling about fascism. Yes, exactly. Glenn Greenwald continues, there is no circumstance, none, in which it's acceptable for the White House or any other agency of government to be providing lists to Facebook of problematic content it once removed. Yet that's exactly what Saki is saying they're doing. So, uh, yeah, extremely, extremely, extremely bothersome. Now, Urban Meyer is a big name in this town. His restaurant continues in the um, Bridge Park area of Dublin, even though he has sold his um, beautiful home on the 7th Fairway at Muirfield Village and now lives in Jacksonville, Florida, where he is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It will be Urban's first foray into the NFL, and it will be a big adjustment for him. Because, as he has already found out and will continue to find out, the NFL operates differently than college. Uh, In college, Urban was the king and the kingmaker. He had a boss in name only, in athletic director Gene Smith. Nobody told Urban no. Nobody dared tell Urban no. Urban made the world go round at Ohio State. In the NFL, there are rules. He violated those rules a little bit earlier this summer by practicing his players at a time where the NFL says you can't practice. They fined him 200 grand for that. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who, like Urban Meyer, made the move from national championship coach in college to the NFL and who won a Super Bowl, in fact, two of them, with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jimmy Johnson is going to be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's going to be inducted. He's already been elected. He's going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in August in Canton, He was on a conference call today, and he said he spent a day with Urban fishing. Jimmy's a big fisherman. And he said they talk football all the time. He says Urban is a little frustrated right now because he spends so little time with the players. He's accustomed to being around the players all the time, and he's not able to do that because of COVID-19 and because of NFL rules because the players have a very, you know, a union that you can't even – Stage contact practices. You can't even put shoulder pads on most of the time. Aaron, how do you think Urban Meyer is going to do as an NFL coach? The Jaguars have missed the playoffs 12 of the last 13 seasons. They have Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, as their uh, top draft choice. Not unlike the Dallas Cowboys having Troy Aikman when Jimmy Johnson went to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think it's going to take the quarterback doing really well. I think it's like a Belichick Brady type situation. Mm -hmm. You take Brady away and there's really no Belichick. Belichick looked a little ordinary this past year, did he not? So Brady still looked good. Yeah, I think it'll take uh, Lawrence being really good to at least turn it around almost instantly, you know? I think he'll be good. I just hope Urban doesn't try to run him on that quarterback zone read. Ohio State quarterbacks... Urban had like an attitude like, eh, you want to build an omelet, you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. 
I want to score touchdowns. My quarterback's got to run. He's the one guy the defense doesn't account for. I'm going to run it. And JT Barrett got hurt. Braxton Miller got hurt. You can't get Trevor Lawrence hurt. Yeah. Game over if you get Trevor yeah. Lawrence hurt. Uh, Jimmy Johnson says of the difference between coaching at an elite college program like Ohio State, or in his case, Miami. I covered Jimmy in college, by the way. I covered that Hurricane team in 1986 and 7. Uh, little known fact on Jimmy Johnson. He went to high school with Janis Joplin. The legendary rock. Yeah, that is odd. Port Arthur, Texas. Yes. Jimmy had some Janis Joplin stories that he chose not to share. He just smiled. I never quite knew what was behind that smile. Uh, he says of coaching in college and coaching in the NFL, there's a world of difference. He says there's not a world of difference. There's a galaxy of difference. As a college coach, I was a mentor. I was kind of a father figure. I did a tremendous amount of counseling with the players. <laughs> I remember some of those players. They, uh, yeah, they were interesting. They were young kids that had left home for the first time in their life, all the pressures of getting that college education, the pressures of the girlfriend, the pressures of living away from their family. So my relationship with the players was a heck of a lot different than professional players who were really dictated by financial reasons. It's a business. Their agents are influencing them. It's a completely different relationship. And he said this, and this is so true of Ohio State football with Urban. He says, at Miami, I didn't even need to show up. We had so much talent. He joked that his wife would have won eight or nine games as coach. That's exactly how it is at Ohio State, too. But that's not how it works in the NFL. Uh, Now, an ESPN personality is in hot water for like the second time in a week. He will not be fired because he is their highest paid employee. We'll give you the details on that. And the everyman candidate in the Ohio Senate race for Rob Portman's spot, J.D. Vance, has also gotten himself in hot water. We'll explain why next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Six fifty one, Bruce Hooley Show. I apologize if I went uh, too long today on the whole Jen Psaki Facebook misinformation thing, them flagging inf- mis- misinformation from the White House. I mean, I've been a journalist all my life, and I I hate what's happened to my profession. I hate what's happened to the attack on free speech. The reason why this bothers me so much is because for four years, we heard that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. You would have had no problem posting that on Facebook. It was a lie, 100% lie. For a year, if you had posted that the Wuhan virus leaked from a lab, that would have been tagged as misinformation. And those things, so they would have been wrong on the official government position on those things. Okay? Uh, The Hunter Biden laptop. How long was the New York Post banned from Twitter? Because the Biden administration, before it was elected, just didn't want that out there. See, that's why this stuff is important. That's why I care about it so much. And why I think you need to care about it. That much, too. Okay. J.D. Vance is the populist uh, guy. <laughs> I was going to say front runner. I don't think he's a populist front runner. I think, you know, I don't know who the front runner is. There's been no polling in the race for lukewarm, milk toast Rob Portman's Senate seat. I want Portman out. Certainly, I'd rather have Portman in than Tim Ryan, the 
screaming Mimi Democrat, the only Democrat who's running for Portman's seat. But Portman is milquetoast, rhino, phony Republican. He wouldn't have stood outside the White House and let Joe Biden put his hand on his shoulder with the dopey Mitt Romney and others who were going to sign a bipartisan budget deal with Joe Biden before he went around their backs and got the rest of his budget approved. If you get outfoxed by Joe Biden, you're really stupid. But J.D. Vance is running for that spot. So is Jane Timken, Josh Mandel, Bernie Moreno, and a couple others that I weren't even aware we're in. Mike Gibbons, Mark Pukita, Mike Leopold, and Neil Patel, and Mackenzie Thompson. So Josh Mandel, who guested on this show, uh, has been endorsed by uh, Ohio Value Voters. That's a nice endorsement for Josh Mandel to have. I don't blame him for guarding the veracity of that endorsement staunchly. So J.D. Vance has a uh, a pack or something that's putting out information that reproduced materials, or let's just say this, they produced materials that look an awful lot like the same materials from Ohio Value Voters that announced its endorsement of Josh Mandel. The thought is Vance wanted their endorsement. He didn't get it. So now mm, let's put something out that may confuse a few people that he actually did get it. Uh, In fact, uh, Ohio Value voters say they have received numerous inquiries from people wondering, why did you endorse J.D. Vance? So the uh, Mandel campaign has filed a cease and desist against them. So that's why J.D. Vance is in trouble. Why is Stephen A. Smith in trouble? Well, Listen to Stephen A. Smith opine, as he often does loudly, on the Team USA basketball loss uh, in the ramp up to the Tokyo Olympics. When you talk about bona fide, bona fide stars in the National Basketball Association, we can pick at least 15 to 20 of them. Half of them are on this damn roster. There's no excuse to lose to Nigeria. Some dude, Gabe Namdi, who goes by Gabe Vincent for the Miami Heat, a Caleb Agata, a, a, a Namu, however the hell you pronounce his name. You give up 60 points on threes. Why do you think he's in trouble, Aaron? Why do you think that got Stephen A. Smith in the crosshairs of cancel culture? Uh, I'm guessing because of the... <laughs> Pronunciation. The mocking of the Nigerian names. Yeah. The mocking of the, however you say that, Namdi. Uh, yes. So uh, blue check marks from uh, Nigeria have been saying that uh, the names mean this or this. Our names have beautiful meaning and should be celebrated. Uh, and even ESPN personnel uh, are weighing in. Uh, including Emmanuel Acho, who's a uh, black commentator on ESPN. He says, in Nigerian culture, many names carry power and meaning. Learn them and use them. Uh, Stephen A. Smith's not going to get in any trouble for this. He makes $12 million, $12 million a year 
You know, I sat next to Stephen A. at the Final Four one year when he was working at the Philadelphia Daily News and I was working at the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And I wonder what he would have said if I would turn to him and I would have went, hey, Stephen A., someday one of us is going to make $12 million a year working for ESPN. What do you think? Realistic or not? I don't know if he would have said, yeah, that's going to be me or what, but at any rate. Uh, it's not like they haven't suspended uh, other ESPN commentators for less. Um, but Stephen A., he's too big to fail. Too big to fail. Now listen, Larry Elder is not coming up next because he's running for governor of California. But am I right, Aaron? He is going to honor his commitment in the Terrific Talkers VIP experience where people can That's right. enter to meet your favorite Salem radio host. It is sponsored by our friends at Fire and Ice Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, so whether you like Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, it says me on this list too, Bruce Hooley. That's, a, that's flattering to be with those other gentlemen. If you're a grand prize winner, we'll fly you and a guest to meet the host of your choice in their host city. You will not get three uh, nights accommodation to meet me, but you will be able to come into the station and meet me. Uh, $250 Visa gift card. Do they enter at 989theanswer.com? Yep. Do it. Do it now. 989theanswer.com.